the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Americans are not insane. Yeah, we've spent a lot of time here talking about the stupidity of allowing biological males to compete in sports against girls and women. There are lots of uh, politicians out there who just refuse to acknowledge the stupidity of it, including lots of people who work in the governing bodies of uh, amateur sports, high school associations like the PIAA and the WPIL. They refuse to, many of them refuse to acknowledge the stupidity and, and uh, individual principals. And a lot of people in schools uh, just don't want to um, accept it. Anyway, uh, they, and they refuse to acknowledge how unfair it is to the girls and women that they're trying to help. Well, Rasmussen did a poll and found out that most people are smart enough to see how stupid it is. 23% of the respondents believe a person born male but identifying as a female should be allowed to compete in women's sports. So that means a huge majority of people or a much more, many more people uh, actually see the stupidity in it. According to this story here, uh, half, uh, 56%, over half, felt that they should not, uh, men should not compete against women, biological men, uh, and 21% of voters are not sure. How are you not sure? I, these polls always have people who are not sure. Just pick one. You know, what are you not sure about? In other words, I, I just say you don't want to answer, but I don't know. They should, they, should, they should actually have the names and addresses of people who aren't sure so you can, you know, not hire them for jobs. And Anyway. Uh, they found out more males were opposed than females in both genders. Uh, far more disagree with allowing biological males who identify as females to compete against women. Two-thirds of men, 66%, say they should not. 19% of my, uh, men say they should. 47% of women disagree. And 26% agree. 26% of women agree with letting men compete as women. Uh, pardon me for saying, but I would guess that of that 26%, 80% of them know nothing about sports. Nothing. That's just a guess. I didn't get Rasm I'll get Rasmussen to pull them later on that one. Um, voters under 35, uh, this kind of surprises me. Maybe it shouldn't. Uh, voters under 35 are more evenly divided. 44% say males who identify as females should not be allowed to compete against women. 41% say they should. What's wrong with these kids? Uh, well, that's under 35. That's not just kids. But anyway, 44% say they, it'd be okay, and 41 uh, this and shouldn't be okay. 41% say they should be allowed to compete. Voters 35 and older are against the idea by more than 2 to 1. And uh, Republicans and Democrats are split. Uh, which shouldn't surprise you. Republicans and Democrats are against allowing males to compete against females, regardless of identity, though Republicans are far more uniformly against it. it says here, Republicans are against the idea 74 to 12 percent. Republicans. Democrats are against it 45 to 32. Independents are against it 53 to 22. So uh, there is some sanity out there. Still some people who are really stupid, obviously, that are uh, identified in this poll. But um, they are, uh, at least there's some hope there, especially if Republicans are in power. 74 to 12, they think it's stupid. And again, that seems to me that I'm, and I'm an independent, by the way, but... Uh, it seems to me that Republicans are smarter. That's just me. Meanwhile, Lady Gaga is mad. Uh, On to something else here. Uh, she doesn't like the law passed by the Alabama legislature yesterday that would put doctors in jail for up to 99 years for performing an abortion after a heartbeat has been detected. And that happens right around six weeks. This could end up in the Supreme Court as a challenge to Roe v. Wade. Some people think that's the whole point of all these laws in the various states. And, of course, if it does end up in the Supreme Court, this will be something that the justices will have to take into account. Where does Lady Gaga come down on this? Where does somebody who calls herself Lady Gaga, what does she have to say about abortion? Because everybody wants to make sure 
that they form an opinion don't form an opinion without first checking with someone who calls herself Lady Gaga. Anyway, it could be a deciding factor. Joy Behar's mad, too. Uh, she said the guys in the Alabama Senate should be forced to get vasectomies. And the ladies on The View pointed out that there are only four women in the Alabama Senate. Of course, that might be something that should be taken up with the people who, you know, voted them into office, which would include a lot of women. And the governor is a woman, by the way, and she's expected to sign it. She hasn't actually signed it yet, at least hadn't as of a little while ago. Well, when we come back, we're going to talk to a legal expert to find out what all this means. Probably won't get his opinion on Lady Gaga, but maybe. Stick around. We're talking to Rocky Blyer. He's involved with the Miracle League of Moon Township and the construction of a Miracle League athletic field. The fields are designed to make it possible for kids with special needs to play sports. Every child, no matter what the situation, deserves a chance to be able to play, to compete, and have a place that's safe, takes care of needs, that's organized. This will be the fourth Miracle League field that will be built. Now we got four places to be able to travel, so it broadens the whole interest of sports. It's just terrific for a community to do that. There's a buddy system I thought was pretty impressive. What's that all about? Kids with special needs have a buddy, a child who's in school. It's like having an older brother or sister involved with you. So it's really good in that everybody has human dignity being able to participate. The website is miraclesinmoon.org. Check it out and let's help make this dream a reality. Hey, Rocky, thanks, and uh, we'll be talking to you again about this project. Appreciate you coming on to talk about it. Thank you for having me. All right, man. Take it it. easy. Rocky Blyer, and we'll be right back. Okay, meat lovers, Beef Jerky Outlet presents over 100 delicious ways to get your snack on. There's nothing slim about these big flavors. This is high-end quality gourmet jerky in more flavors than you've ever thought possible. From wild game to pepper and spice to sweet and savory, there's something for everyone. Flavors like honey jalapeno, Cajun barbecue beef brisket, sweet bourbon traditional, Asian sesame, teriyaki, cherry maple, and peppercorn smoked beef, just to name a few. With Father's Day coming up, this is a total no-brainer for the guy in your life. Visit BeefJerkyOutlet.com for fabulous gift ideas. Plus, check out their phenomenal selection of rubs, sauces, and marinades. Beef Jerky Outlet at Tanger Outlets in Washington and their brand new location at Grove City Outlets. Beef Jerky Outlet, proud sponsor of the Jerk of the Week, heard every Friday right here on the John Stoggerwald Show. Check them out, beefjerkyoutlet.com. All right, gun lovers, here's your to-do list for the weekend. Shoot guns, test drive great new gear, and celebrate freedom at the number one destination for American gun owners. Enjoy an action-packed weekend at the Concealed Carry Expo in Pittsburgh this Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Join your fellow armed Americans at the David L. Lawrence Convention Center. Just remember, this only happens once a year, so don't put it off. It'll be an action-packed three-day event dedicated to responsibly armed Americans like you. Trust me, you'll have a blast. You can test new guns on the free live-fire range and train with self-defense experts. There's even a reality-based training simulator. But it's only for this weekend. The doors open Friday, so text EXPO to the number 87222 now to lock in your discounted tickets and free t-shirt. Come experience the number one destination for American gun owners with your fellow patriots. You can always just show up at the door, but if you text EXPO to the number 87222, you'll save money and get a free t-shirt. That's EXPO to the number 87222 now. Have you tried digital marketing but don't know if it's getting you customers? Got different companies running your web design, social media marketing, and geofencing, but not sure which is working and which is a waste of your dollars? Contact us at Salem Surround. Digital marketing experts who offer a free analysis of your digital marketing effectiveness and suggest methods that could dramatically increase your sales. We can put all your digital marketing under one roof, give you monthly reports on results, and instantly move your dollars to the most effective areas of your digital marketing suite. Social marketing, geofencing, web search enhancement, event targeting, and more. Now there are no limitations on where you can reach customers with Salem Surround. Total market penetration for increased ROI. Learn more by logging on to surroundpittsburgh.com. Surroundpittsburgh.com. Connecting you with new customers. This is the John Steigerwald Show on AM 1250. The Answer. 
Legislators in Alabama made abortion virtually illegal in that state yesterday. If there is a heartbeat and that happens in the sixth week, there can be no uh, legal abortion anyway. And the penalty for a doctor who would perform one is severe, up to 99 years in prison. The governor, who is a woman, is expected to sign it. Uh, This will be getting a lot of legal challenges. The ACLU is already working to overturn a similar law in Ohio and promises to work hard to uh, not allow the one in Alabama to happen. So what does this mean for the future of abortion, not only in those states but in the country? Tom Jipping is the Deputy Director for Legal and Judicial Studies at the Heritage Foundation. He joins us now. Tom, thanks for being here again. And we had you on before. Thanks. Thank you. Thanks for having me back. So what is your reaction, Tom, to what happened in Alabama, just as a person who understands these things and has been observing them? Well, one one slight correction. The, the Alabama uh, bill is not a heartbeat bill. It's not? Uh, okay. They, no, it would ban abortion from conception, with just one exception for like a severe abnormality of the child or something along that line. But no, this this was this wouldn't start at six weeks. This would or twenty weeks. This would be a virtual ban on all abortions. Um, you know, there there's debates about abortion policy uh, about whether there ought to be an exception for rape, whether there ought to be, you know. Uh, uh, other aspects about how a law is written, I think it's it's guaranteed that this law will will be challenged in court and it will be put on hold. Um, I think I think the way the law is written, it doesn't go into effect for six months anyway. Um, as to whether this could be a case that gets to the Supreme Court and allows the Supreme Court to reconsider. Roe versus Wade itself, that's the real, uh, you know, strategy here. I don't think that this is a very good uh, vehicle for that uh, because it is so um, kind of extreme in the way that it's written. Uh, The Supreme Court's had, you know, Roe versus Wade was 46 years ago. The Supreme Court's had a couple of dozen abortion cases. Uh, The the options for cases that are going to you know, put that issue of Roe versus Wade back before the Supreme Court, I think, get narrower and narrower as the years go by. Um, and so I'm not sure that this is a good vehicle for a case that could actually get to the Supreme Court. I actually doubt whether this this case uh, or the case involving this statute really would. But, um, you know, it certainly is a bold step uh, about what abortion actually is, and a, a law that takes seriously. If we're going to protect human life, then protect human life. Yeah, uh, my mistake there. I, I do I have that confused with the Georgia? Um, uh, that's correct. Law. Yes. That's the that's the heartbeat law, and so that's a um, that's a slight difference. But you know, six weeks or from the beginning, there's really not. I don't know about the medical difference there. I don't think it's all that great as far as you know when conception actually can be detected. Uh, not, not necessarily, but I, I think one difference in terms of legal strategy, and that is, um, even in Roe versus Wade, the Supreme Court did put a lot of emphasis, or 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 said they did, on medical evidence, on scientific evidence, on you know accepted medical judgment, things things along this line, and of course the the science that we have today is much, much better than it was in 1973. Mm-hmm. So if you, ha- if you have a, a, a law that restricts abortion that is framed in terms of uh, medicine and objective facts, things like a fetal heartbeat or something like that, um, that might be a, a, a sounder ground to, to, to work on uh, in terms of trying to get a case to the Supreme Court. And by the way, uh, none other than Pat Robertson uh, agrees with you, you would think that he would have been thrilled you know, to hear about this uh, law being, that uh, hasn't actually been passed yet in Alabama, but the, uh, the, the legislator passing it, um, he actually says the same thing you just said, that it's too extreme, it's going to backfire on him. And, they, and if he hopes it doesn't go to the Supreme Court because he thinks that they'll lose. Well, I, I think there's, there's something to that. You, you never know what kind of advice state legislators get uh, before passing a bill of this kind, and as I say, there, there's arguments on both sides. I, I my personal view um, is, you know, it's probably better 
to try to fashion legislation that not only can get passed by the state legislature, but that could uh, have a broader appeal uh, among people across the country. Uh, th- there is there is a big consensus uh, among most Americans about various kinds of abortion restrictions. You know, maybe it's better to pass a law that that connects with that consensus so that it actually has some staying power. Um, th- these are tough questions, and and I mean, a case that that you know can get to the Supreme Court. Look, the Supreme Court gets ten thousand appeals a year, and it only decides about seventy five cases. So, the chances of any case getting to the Supreme Court are slim to begin with, and these are tough uh, strategy decisions, but as I say, it's a bold step that says, look, you know, uh, you and I were here before birth, and our, our life was valuable then, and it ought to be protected now. And, um, you know, that's a philosophical uh, question that's, you know, been kicked around forever, uh, but it, it, just in, in terms of the, the strategy of starting this at the state level with the idea that maybe the main reason you're doing this is to hope to get it to the Supreme Court. Is that what all these state laws are about? Or are the states genuinely, uh, do they genuinely believe that they can get away with some of these laws? There's another law in Ohio uh, that's a, um, I, I, I forget what the details are, but it's... Uh, I think the Ohio bill is also a heartbeat That's what I thought, bill, yeah. And that, that, yeah, and that's been signed into law. Um, you know, I, I don't know what, as I say, what, what went into each one of these laws being passed in individual state legislatures. Certainly some of them um, are are more, I don't want to use the, maybe serious isn't the right word, but I mean laws that are intended to do what they appear to do, and that is to protect preborn human life as much as possible. Um, others might be solely for the purpose of, uh, you know, daring the Supreme Court to uh, you know, somehow strike it down or something like that. Those are very different strategies, and, and, you know, state legislators have to decide which path they want to take. You know, one of the reasons that, uh, one of the most common reasons that the Supreme Court takes a case is because two different courts of appeals in different parts of the country have decided the same issue opposite ways. Okay. I, I, I find it hard to believe that... Uh, any court of appeals would uphold in, uh, a law like Alabama passed. That's what's going to be required, because certainly one's going to strike it down. But, uh, you know, you'd have to have a different circuit actually uphold a, a really kind of extreme law like that in order to set up a path to the Supreme Court, and I just I just find it hard to believe that that will happen. Um, it, 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 if, this is the, if this is the strategy... My question would be, what took them so long? Because there have been, since it's been 46 years, and Republicans in general have been anti-abortion for from the beginning, uh, I would say from the mid-70s, um, and there have been plenty of conservative governors and state legislatures that could have done this a long, long time ago. Is it the technology, uh, that, or is it just the belief that they have the votes on the Supreme Court now that now's the time to go for it, do you think? Well, I, I think it's probably more of the latter. Um, you know, you're, you're right. There, there are more Republican legislatures than Democrat across yeah. the country. Uh, at the same time, the options for cases that could get to the Supreme Court, I think, are, are narrowing. I mean, the, the courts decided cases about funding and about you know, partial birth abortion and informed consent and all this other kind of stuff. Uh, so different legislatures are working on different kinds of restrictions. I think the judgment here was just, look, roll the dice, pass a law that, you know, means what it says and says what it means, and see what happens. Uh, you know, I, I as I say, I... I think the chances are pretty slim that this will ever get to the Supreme Court, and if it does, that the Supreme Court would use it to overturn Roe versus Wade. Uh, but you know, strange things have happened. And you're speaking here of the Alabama law specifically. Is that right. do you feel less yes, so about correct. the about the Ohio uh, or Georgia laws? Well, I, I think, as I say, I think laws like that that are you know not just ban abortion, mm-hmm. but 
the restriction or the ban that they put in place is is based on medical or scientific arguments and evidence my personal view is that they have a better chance of going further um, than a, a law like Alabama passed I think there's I think those are those are are better vehicles to pursue a strategy like this um, and I think that's probably why they've pursued some of those bills in some of those other states. We're talking to Tom Jipping. He's the Deputy Director for Legal and Judicial Studies at the Heritage Foundation. Um, the laws that were passed in Virginia and New York couldn't be. Uh, they're, they're, they're polar opposites uh, to the ones in Alabama and Ohio and Georgia, uh, I mean, to the point that they... Um, I, people believe that it allows abortion after birth. At least that's what the governor of Virginia seemed to be saying. Um, what about the what about testing those laws? Uh, and 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 I mean, how how what's the chances of those laws holding up? Well, there, there isn't any there isn't any challenge to those laws. Yeah, but could, if there could they. Could there be one, or would it, would it be make sense to no, challenge? No, there, there isn't. There isn't a constitutional argument against those laws. Okay. With with regard to abortion, those laws are sort of preemptive. The 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 legislators that push those those laws say, if Roe versus Wade gets overturned, we still want abortion to be legal in our state. The only way to do that is to pass a state law. I mean, the the, the other provisions of those laws, though. Um, New York, for example, it was was one of many states that had a law that said, if a child survives an abortion, you, you have to treat it like any other baby, and that is try to save its life. Right. Uh, that's a, that's an obligation that that you know laws in in many states impose, and New York got rid of that. I mean, that's that's how extreme that law is. It's not just about abortion. It says that if a child survives an abortion, the abortion's done, the woman got rid of her child, you still can let that child die. Um, that, that, that's the monstrous stuff that's going on with laws like that. But it's not a... Um, that, that doesn't set up any kind of constitutional issue that the Supreme Court would look at. But there's no support for those laws based on the polls. I mean, little or no. It's, it's like, oh, I think I saw no. a piece you wrote, it's like 13% people are okay with trimester uh, third trimester abortions. Oh, I mean the, 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 one of the scandals in this is that when polling organizations there was just recently an NBC poll that they claimed that you know 71% of Americans do not want a Roe versus Wade overturned. Well, NBC for more than 20 years has done its abortion polls by saying Roe versus Wade legalized abortion only in the first trimester, which is a lie. And in fact, second trimester abortions support cuts in half. Third trimester abortions, the figure you, you cited was correct, only 13%. And if you ask people, well, what about after a child is outside the womb and is still alive? Do you think we ought to be able to just let it die? I'll bet you the support goes down even further. And the, and so, the Democrats keep uh, refusing to vote on a provision that would prevent that from happening. That, uh, that's correct. I mean, it would, the, the phenomenon here... We've had 46 years of this relentless uh, drumbeat that abortion is a constitutional right and it's just critically important, and yet the vast majority of Americans oppose the vast majority of abortions, and that has not changed by more than a couple of points in opinion polls for 40 years. Isn't that amazing? Yep. And, uh, that people, despite the propaganda... People, more people consider themselves pro-life today than they did when Roe versus Wade was passed. Right, and I'm I'm out of time, Tom. I'm up against a hard break. I got like 20 seconds. I have just okay. enough time to thank you for being here again. And I'm I have a feeling we're going to be referring back to you again here on this subject. Thanks a lot. Thanks a lot. Yep. Okay, that's Tom Jipping, senior fee, a legal fellow at the Heritage Foundation, trying to clear up the abortion stuff, and it's got a long way to go before being cleared up. We'll be right back. With SRN News, I'm Ron DeRockstrom. President Trump's about to unveil his administration's plan for updating the U.S. immigration system. Law and senior advisor. 
Jared Kushner previewed the plan to senators earlier this week. Republicans say the plan is designed to give their party a starting point for talks and a stance they can carry into next year's elections. White House correspondent Greg Cluxton with that report. Meanwhile, Senator Lindsey Graham's proposing a bill to change the asylum loophole that Republicans say is being exploited by immigrants from Central America. President Trump paid tribute to the nation's law enforcement and remembering fallen police officers during a ceremony on the West Lawn of the Capitol today was attended uh, the annual Peace Officers Memorial Service. This is SRN News. Thinking about life insurance? What if you could make one free phone call and learn your best price from nearly a dozen highly rated price competitive companies? Well, that's exactly what happens when you call SelectQuote Life. For example, George is 40. He was getting sky-high quotes from other companies because he takes meds to control his blood pressure. But when I shopped around, I found him a 10-year, $500,000 policy for under $25 a month. I'm SelectQuote agent Dan Savino. And believe me, if SelectQuote isn't shopping for your life insurance, you're probably paying too much. For your free quote, call 800-607-3551. That's 800-607-3551, 800-607-3551, or go to selectquote.com. Since 1985, we shop, you save. Get full details on the example policy at selectquote.com slash commercials. Your price could vary depending on your health issuing company and other factors. Not available in all states. Mike Gallagher explains the next media meltdown. I don't think people care what happened from 1985 to 1994, but the media hysteria is... Ever present, breaking down. Oh my gosh, he's a con man. What, he's a con man because a guy who made billions over the course of his lifetime had a nine year period where he lost money? What a shocker. The Mike Gallagher Show, weekdays at nine, right before Dennis Prager at noon on AM 1250. The answer. You're an insurance agent. You're also an entrepreneur looking to grow. And what better way to grow than by being your own boss? Owning your own Farmers Insurance Agency has been called one of the best small business opportunities in America. With a nationally respected brand, award-winning training, and your personal experienced business coach, your opportunity to grow is unlimited. No franchise fees required. Visit BeAFarmersAgent.com and start growing. We are farmers. One in seven men is diagnosed with prostate cancer in his lifetime. The good news? When caught early, it can be treated. The bad? All treatment options have side effects like impotence, urinary leakage, and rectal bleeding. New Space Ore Hydrogel is FDA cleared and clinically proven to help. Men receiving Space Ore Hydrogel were more likely to maintain their normal sexual, urinary, and bowel functions. Visit spaceoar.org or ask your doctor about Space Ore Hydrogel. Pella has done it again with our brand new lifestyle series. Pella can customize window replacement solutions room by room. Imagine bedroom and bathroom windows with shades between the glass. A room darkening experience for sleep in one room and beautiful privacy in the other. Pella Lifestyle Series is the number one performing wood window and patio door. For a limited time, get 50% off installation in 12 months, no payments, no interest. Call 888-77-PELLA or PellaPittsburgh.com. Hunt Associates is your resource for examining the important financial aspects for your retirement plan. Listen to our podcast radio show, Hunt for Retirement, by visiting gwhunt.com. On this week's edition of Hunt for Retirement, we discuss securing lifetime income. Text HUNT to 555-888 or visit gwhunt.com to listen to the podcast now or call 844-366-HUNT for a free copy of the book, Income Allocation, and a free retirement income report. Stuck in traffic? We've got the answer. Watch out for an accident. Scott Township, Green Tree Road at 121. Also in Oakdale, an accident. Battle Ridge Road at Union Avenue. Big delays inbound Parkway West between Carnegie and the Fort Pitt Tunnel. And as we head over to the Parkway East, very heavy outbound Boulevard of the Allies to Edgewood, Swissvale. Slowing down inbound between 2nd Avenue and the Fort Pitt Bridge. That's a look at traffic. I'm Jenny Robinson. AM 1250. The answer. Weather. Mostly cloudy tonight with a brief shower or two, the low 52 degrees. Tomorrow, intervals of clouds and sunshine with a high of 73. Mostly cloudy tomorrow night. A shower or thunderstorm will be in the area later on tomorrow night. Lows near 60. 
Then for Friday, we'll stay rather cloudy with a couple of showers and thunderstorms, I-74. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm meteorologist Danielle Niddle. You're listening to the John Steigerwald Show on AM 1250, The Answer. Well, there are a lot of great charities out there that do life-saving work uh, all over the world. And, but there are also many that have great intentions but don't do as much good as the people who donate to them may think they're going to do. Or maybe these people don't get uh, what they think they're getting for the money they donate. Well, Gret, uh, Gret Geiler, a recent Grove City College graduate, has come up with an idea to fix that. He joins us now. Gret, thanks for being here. Thanks for having me, John. It's a pleasure. So what is Donor C, and how is it different from uh, most charities? Well, the difference is in how you experience your donation. So with most charities, you log on to their website, you type in a number and your credit card information, and you hit submit, and then you get a thank you email, and then a month or two later, they'll send you more emails asking for more money, and that's about it. With Donor C, you get to pick out the specific person in a specific situation who you want your money to go to, and then a few days a few days after the project is funded, you will get a video of that person receiving their gift. So, for example, let's say there's a girl in India who suffers from deafness and you send a donation so that she can get hearing aids for the first time. Uh, what will happen is a few days later, you'll get a video saying, hey, John, thank you so much. I can now hear these are my new hearing aids. And you get to see video evidence of what your donation is doing. Wow, that's a big, big deal. Um, and uh, National Review did a story about you uh, and Donor C, and they had that in, they had that example of, the, of a deaf girl, and there was also um, a, story, a, a reference to a girl who was attacked by a crocodile. And instead of donating money to a hospital that will help girls who might be attacked by a crocodile or some other animal, uh, you direct you you donate directly to the girl who was attacked by the crocodile. Yes, we pride ourselves on the immediacy with which your donations start working. So, again, there's a there's a big comparison here. And I don't want to disparage other charities. There's a lot of charities doing some really right. fantastic work. There's definitely room for hospitals and things like that. But one of the things that is really great about Donorcy, when, when you have the option to uh, log on and, and donate there, is you get to see your money working within a few days of the donation being made. Often when you give to a, a charity, that charity is going, in, that, that donation is going into a big vat, and then that big vat kind of collectivizes together to pay for the accounting department and the CEO salary and the, and so on and so forth. And, and what's cool about Donorcy is you're, you get to see the direct result of your money making an impact in someone's life. Yeah, there was a uh, a scandal that was, was percolating a little bit. I, I haven't heard much about it lately during the uh, the 2016 campaign about the, the Clinton Foundation and what happened to a lot of money that was directed toward Haiti. And I'm not – I don't know enough about it to claim that you know the fault lies with the Clintons themselves. But is that just kind of a, a, a problem that is with all large charities, that it's hard to track the money and, and to, uh, to account for the money, but also to allow the people who are donating the money to see what they got for their money? Yeah, it's a common problem. It's not just the Clinton Foundation. The Red Cross also had a, a, a massive scandal during that, that same time. The, the, the article title was called The Red Cross uh, Raised a Half of a Billion Dollars and They Built Six Houses. And what happened was with this report, they, they found out that this was an awesome opportunity for the Red Cross to raise money. Whenever there's a big news article, whenever, the, whenever there's a big disaster, that's a, that's a great opportunity for these large relief organizations to raise hundreds of millions of dollars. But when they do that, um, the question of how they spent it, how effectively it's spent, what's the follow-up, how accountable um, is the money being used, uh, all of those questions are, are not in the media's attention by the time that the, by, by the time that the situation has come to pass, right? So um, what happens is they raise a ton of money and then where it goes or what happens to it, it's, it becomes less important because people have moved on to other events in the media at that point. And so, so yeah, that's what, that's why we, we started Donorcy. It was really out of this desire to give donors control over their donation. They get to see exactly where their money is going. They get to know that it's working to help real people in real need. And by the way, it's spelled donor C as one word, D-O-N-O-R-S-E-E, -E, as in you the donor, see what you get for your money, right? 
That's where the name came from. Absolutely. Yep, so they can go to DonorsSea.com, or you can download our app on the, the Apple or the Android store and just type in DonorsSea, and you'll find it there. Okay, now, uh, you're a recent, uh, how recently did you graduate from Grove City? Not that recently. I, was, oh. I mean, somewhat recently. I was 2012. Oh, that's recently for me, believe me. <laughs> yeah, it depends on, on your perspective, I guess. Yeah. Um, for for me, I've been out of college longer than I've been than I was in college, so that right. was a milestone that I passed recently. And yeah, I spent a year working uh, in the corporate world, and that was fine. But I wanted something more interesting than that, and so then I spent three years living in Malawi, Africa, which was the poorest country on the planet at the time that I visited, and that gave me a lot of insight into um, charities and poverty, and that is what eventually led to donor seed. Now, uh, what what possesses a young college graduate to decide to leave the corporate world and head for the poorest place on the planet Earth? Well, I was not just in a corporate job. I was very successful in my corporate job. I, I won't say the company, but it's a very large company, and I was promoted within six months, which was faster than anyone in the company had ever been promoted before to this position. And I was on, I was told by upper management that I was going to be fast-tracked. I was going to get my own company car. And it seemed like, a, from for, for all intents and purposes, it seemed like this really positive thing that I had going for me. Um, but I was, I was looking at my life, and I was projecting out the next 20 years. And I thought, you know what? I don't think I wanted this. This is not going to fulfill me if I, if I stay on this track for another 20 years. If I make a big, cushy paycheck and I um, have all sorts of employees under me, I think I want something more out of life than that. And I didn't know what that was at the time. Now I do. But at the time, it was it was just a, I needed to hit the eject button. And so I was looking at different opportunities. And I spent about six months looking for different places I could go and different service opportunities. And eventually, Malawi is what fell into my lap. Um, and I, within the course of a month, I quit my job, got my shots, and I was on a plane to Africa. Wow. Now, now how, do you, how do you go from being uh, – are you from a Western PA? Is that where you were living? I'm from the D.C. area, okay. um, and then I yeah, and I went uh, to a Christian high school, and then that's how I ended up going to Grove City. Okay, but I'm just wondering how how you settled on Malawi, and what organization did you join, or did you just take off on your own and head for there to see what you could find over there? Yeah, so anyone who is looking to go overseas, I highly recommend your first year that you go with an organization. There's just two different there's too much of a different culture shock. There's too much of a different language. So as much as you can, go with an organization. Um, what I did was I found an organization called African Bible Colleges, and they needed a they have a they had a missionary school there that was half Malawian kids and half missionary kids. And I taught high school math my first year there, so I was teaching pre-calculus and algebra too in the middle of rural Africa <laughs> at the time. Wow! And so, um, what what what? What was your epiphany? I mean, when did you decide that uh, c- come up with the idea of uh, donor C? Was there a specific incident? I can incident? tell you exactly when it was. Yeah, I can tell you exactly when it was. There, I, there was a. I, I went over to Malawi, and like I said, it's the poorest country on the planet. It's almost impossible to convey how poor it is because the people there live on a dollar a day. They live in such destitute poverty that it's it's unfathomable to someone who has grown up in America and lived, lived in the suburbs or the city most of their life. You just can't imagine how, how poor it is. And so I went over there. I was exposed to this, and I, I was shocked by it. I went to private schools my, my whole life growing up. And so I was looking for a way to communicate the level of poverty to my friends back in the States. And so I wrote blog posts, and I, wrote, and I made videos, and I would send them this stuff. And it wasn't quite clicking. And then one day... Uh, there was a lady who uh, I found who hadn't eaten in a week, and I fundraised some money so that she could get some food. And my friends back in at, back at home, they got to see the the transaction happen. They got to see their money make an impact in someone else's life. And when it was their money being used to uh, make an impact in someone's life, and, and being able to see the the end result of their donation, um, that was when the light bulb went off for them. And so then I said, okay, well, how can I how can I make this bigger? How can I grow this? And so I, I started doing more projects and bigger projects, and then eventually I created this platform that where multiple people all over the world can can post these projects that we vet, and then uh, donors can have the opportunity to see where their money goes. Wow, that we're talking to Greg Glier. He's the uh, founder of Donorsee, D O N O R S E E dot com. Um, 
That's amazing. Um, and, you know, I, I complain a lot here because I'm old about some of the things in the world that are screwed up because of the um, Internet. And I think one of the biggest problems on the planet right now is the fact that everybody has a camera with them at all times that can, re- you know, record something and, and send it somewhere yeah. instantly. There's a lot of good that comes from it. This is one of the best things I've ever heard uh, that has come as a result of the ability to, to transmit video and because you're show, because the, of what you're doing with it, you are uh, changing the way charity is done, uh, and you're using technology to do it. You couldn't do this 20 years ago when nobody had a cell phone that took video. Yeah, that's right. We're we've, we're we're very very blessed with the opportunity to use the technology that we have right now. I totally agree that there are ways and situations where technology is a net negative. In fact, I myself. I don't ever check my Facebook feed or my Instagram feed or my Twitter feed. I try to be off social media as much as possible. There's a lot of negative aspects about technology, um, but but there are there is a lot of good embedded with it embedded within it if it's done appropriately. And that's what we're trying to do with DonorSea. We're trying to bring charity into the 21st century because it's really charity hasn't changed for like 50 or 60 years. Like there's nothing that's different about it. And what we're trying to do is we're trying to say what is the most innovative way that we can tackle charity given all of this amazing and wonderful technology that we have and that's how and that's what we're doing constantly we're always adding updates and features that that get us that get us into that next phase of innovation within charity and so uh, people who give to charity sometimes they expect to see a brick and mortar result they expect to see a hospital or a school or a house for somebody and you're not promising that are you well, we just tell you exactly where your money is going to go. So there are projects on DonorSea where you can get, if you're someone who's inclined to give to a, uh, to a more institutional uh, situation, and, and there, we have plenty of donors like that, um, th- then we have opportunities for that as well. You, you can put a roof on someone's house, or, or you can build a, a rain gutter to help people collect water so that they can have a more uh, sustainable life. Um, so there are opportunities like that, and it's it's really just a matter of what, how do you want to give? What is the way that you want to give? And we're going to not only let you give that way, but then we're going to send you video updates showing you that it happened. So yeah, we we're we're very uh, we, there's a lot of options when you go to donorsea.com. Now, what makes this appealing, um, uh, Gret, is that it's, um, it's it seems like it's a smaller operation. And, uh, and what you've just described, you know, the ability to see exactly where your money's going. But as your does this become less effective and less appealing as it gets bigger? Because then you turn into just question. another charity? Oh, that's a great question. In fact, I started a charity back in Malawi called HOMES, H-O-W-M-S, Housing for Orphans and Widows in Malawi. And for $800, you could build a house for an orphan or a widow in Malawi. Um, which sounds insane, right? That price sounds insane, but that's yeah. the level of poverty that exists over there. Mm-hmm. And um, what I was noticing is as we were growing, we were building, I've, uh, that charity has built over 200 houses at this point. But what I was noticing is if I really wanted to grow this thing, I would have to compromise. I would ha- but there's no, there was no way around it. I would have to at, at some point say, okay, this is going to be a little bit less personal here, and we're going to do a little bit less uh, accountability here. And that's just the natural tendency for the way, the way that things grow. That's why I designed the donor seat model to, to circumvent that, to completely uh, flip that on its head. So what we do with donor seat is we work with on-the-ground partners who are part of grassroots organizations, and the way that we grow is we add more grassroots partners. And so no matter, who, no matter when you give or how you give, you're always giving through a grassroots organization that is on the ground, getting their hands dirty, involved with the local people who understand the local culture. That's all part of the donor seat experience and so yeah that's the difference between a a huge bureaucracy that where the headquarters is in washington dc and they're making decisions for people in 50 different countries we're we're a much more decentralized model where the partners are on the ground and they're the experts and we we bow to them in terms of what is best for that specific location and the opposite of this and i only have about a minute left but the opposite of this would be uh, taking a video of the president of some charitable organization staying in a five-star hotel eating a really expensive dinner that you paid for with yeah. part of your charity. Then you're, exactly, yeah, we could do a project for that. <laughs> no kidding. Yeah, uh, so I, I really appreciate uh, you being on, Gret, and we'd like to catch up with you again. And uh, any, any news you have on what you're doing, let us know. We'll, we'll get you on and talk about it. It's a great thing you're doing. 
Thank you, John. Thank you so much. Okay. Thanks for being here. Thanks a lot. All right. And uh, we'll be right back. Obamacare, Trump Care, ACA, COBRA. There are so many choices, but all seem to bring one word to mind expensive. There are lots of changes happening in healthcare today. Fortunately, I know someone that has been on the forefront of health insurance for years, Todd Marley at Marley Financial. Todd and his team of professionals are licensed with virtually every healthcare provider in the country. They help determine which plan is right for you and then expertly help you choose the best plan for your needs and then do so prudently. Don't need maternity coverage? Call Marley Financial. Have pre-existing conditions? Call Marley Financial. Want just catastrophic or just accident? You know the answer. Worried about the penalty? All of Marley Financial Plans are penalty exempt because they know how to design the plans. Most of their clients save 30 to 60%, which can add up to several thousand dollars a year. Call Todd at Marley Financial, 724-884-1496. That's 724-884-1496 on the web at MarleyFG.com. Have you heard the crack of the bat, the cheers of the crowd? Have you seen the smiles on the faces of the players as they take the field? I'm not talking about the Pirates. I'm talking about what's happening in Moon Township that can only be described as a miracle. This is John Steigerwald. With the help of Pirates Charities and people like yourself, the Miracle League of Moon Township has broken ground on a brand new ball field and adaptive playground where athletes with special needs can play regardless of their ability. At miraclesinmoon.org, you can see these stunning plans for the 9,500-square-foot playground and state-of-the-art ADA-compliant restroom facility with showers, wave technology, multi-level fountains and sinks, mechanical changing tables, and more. It's incredible. Our goal? To raise the remaining funds they need to bring it home by first pitch this September. Check it out at miraclesinmoon.org slash donate and make your tax-deductible gift today. That's miraclesinmoon.org slash donate. This message paid for by Robinson Town Center, a Zamias Properties entity. One in seven men is diagnosed with prostate cancer in his lifetime. The good news? When caught early, it can be treated. The bad? All treatment options have side effects like impotence, urinary leakage, and rectal bleeding. New Space or Hydrogel is FDA cleared and clinically proven to help. Men receiving Space or Hydrogel are more likely to maintain their normal sexual, urinary, and bowel functions. Visit spaceoar.org or ask your doctor about Space or Hydrogel. All right, gun lovers, here's your to-do list for the weekend. Shoot guns, test drive great new gear, and celebrate freedom at the number one destination for American gun owners. Enjoy an action-packed weekend at the Concealed Carry Expo in Pittsburgh this Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Join your fellow armed Americans at the David L. Lawrence Convention Center. Just remember, this only happens once a year, so don't put it off. It'll be an action-packed three-day event dedicated to responsibly armed Americans like you. Trust me, you'll have a blast. You can test new guns on the free live-fire range and train with self-defense experts. There's even a reality-based training simulator. But it's only for this weekend. The doors open Friday, so text EXPO to the number 87222 now to lock in your discounted tickets and free t-shirt. Come experience the number one destination for American gun owners with your fellow patriots. You can always just show up at the door, but if you text EXPO to the number 87222, you'll save money and get a free t-shirt. That's EXPO to the number 87222 now. Protecting data across modern decentralized networks presents challenges that traditional backup solutions can't handle. At best, you'll waste time and money managing multiple solutions. At worst, gaps in coverage will leave your data vulnerable. Barracuda Backup is a single cloud-integrated solution that simplifies the backup process and allows data replication to anywhere on your network, a private cloud, Barracuda's cloud, or to the AWS public cloud. Reclaim your data. Try Barracuda Backup free at barracuda.com slash backup. This is the John Stacker Walt Show on AM 1250 and FM 92.5. The answer. I think that's an amazing story that uh, Garrett Glyer told us uh, about this uh, organization, Donor C. And if you go at uh, go to donorc.com, uh, you'll see uh, interesting things there. There's an example I'm looking at right here. 
just to give you an idea of what he was talking about, it's, it says Obed gets a leg. Obedi, O-B-E-D, was born with a missing bone and was forced to hop around. But after 12 days and $450, our donors got him a prosthetic to help him walk to school and play with friends. And there's a before picture of this kid without a leg and an after picture of him walking around. And you've sent your money, and within 12 days, you see a, you see a video of what your money did for you. I think that's huge for, for the, the future of charity, which, by the way, I see on the website... It says, find out why Donor C is called the future of charity. I mean, there's these organizations like Save the Children where you send 30 bucks a month and it says you feed a kid for, uh, uh, for a month. Uh, those are the great charities, I assume, but uh, I think some of them are also charities that you wonder how much of it is spent for administration and to pay the, the, the salaries of people and travel and all that. Um, this is this is uh, this is one thing, as I said during the interview, that really takes advantage of the um, technology and the social media uh, and and the uh, just just the what comes with everybody being armed with a video camera. Some of the things that drive me crazy. Um, this is uh, this is maybe the best thing I've ever seen that as a result of people being able to take a picture of something and transmit it across the world. Uh, you're, you're getting results. You're, you're, you're donating a, a, a few bucks, and with sometimes within a couple of days, you're, you're seeing the money that you sent turned into, a, in this case, a, a, a kid walking around who's been hobbling around. There's another one uh, says, Grace gets a wheelchair. Grace wasn't able to get around unless she was carried on her mother's back, and there's a picture, a before picture of this girl being carried piggyback by her mother. Uh, and after 15 days and $300, our, our donors provided Grace with a brand new wheelchair. And there's the after picture of her going around in a wheelchair. And this could be done all over the world, individual basis, individual donations. And everybody sees the result of the money you send. And instead of, instead of some guy sitting in a five-star uh, hotel uh, restaurant eating lobster and a shrimp, uh, because on your money that you sent, because he had to take a, uh, a, a first-class ticket, fly first-class over there to, to uh, observe what's going on, this is a lot better. So check it out, DonorC.com, D-O-N-O-R-S-E-E. Thanks for listening. Talk to you later. Bye. The John Steigerwall Show is a production of AM 1250, The Answer, and Salem Media Group. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.